Hey everybody, welcome back to another Girlfriends Chit Chat Show. I am your host, Amira Bay. I have the best conversations with my girlfriends, Shauna Price and Leslie Thomas, that uplift, transform, and inspire women professionally as well as personally. So come on in and let's chat it up. Right, let's do this. Do this. All right. All right. Hey, 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 everybody. What's going on? I am so happy to be before you again this evening with Girlfriends Chit Chat Show. We are going to have a phenomenal show tonight. I am so excited and so elated to have this beautiful woman before us today. Beautiful, beautiful. Miss Angel Richardson tonight. I'm so happy to have you here. Uh, Y'all, we're going to chat it up as usual, but with no further ado, let me introduce myself to you. My name is Amira Bay. I am the host of Girlfriends Chit Chat Show, as well as my co-host, Shauna Price, the Connection Guru, and Miss Leslie Thomas of LT Financial, and we are happy to have you here this evening. So we're going to have a good time for the next hour, y'all, so I want you to stay with us, enjoy the show, and now I want you to really take in what we're going to talk about tonight, y'all, because Angel going to have some nuggets to drop tonight, y'all. I'm excited. I've been waiting for this. I've been waiting for this conversation. So, Angel, I want you to really let everybody know, all of our listeners and viewers this evening, tell them about who you are and who do you service. So, um, hello, everybody. And thank you so much, Amir, for having me here. Ladies, just having me here. I'm excited to chit-chat, especially now. I feel like I haven't hung out with my girls in a long time. So <laughs> this, this is the date night tonight. Y'all don't know we go together tonight. Yes, y'all showed up for me too. I love it. I love it. Um, I'm Angel Richards, the CEO of Helping Others Transform and founder of Clutter Free Society. And as a life coach, I help women to declutter mentally and emotionally to create space for more peace, more happiness, and more success in their life. And I do that through one-on-one, through classes, and through live events. And so what led me to do that is pretty much coming from an extremely decluttered space myself. 10 years ago, exactly, I was in one of the darkest, lowest places of my life. And what transformed that, which we can get into later, is just decluttering every single area, you know, one day at a time. And so when I kind of got myself a little bit further ahead, I realized that I needed to reach back and help other women that were in that space. And so that's what I do. And that's what I love. Yeah. So now tell me, I want to know more. Explain to me how you went from doing your life coaching to creating clutter-free society. Because what is clutter-free society? Because I want to know about that. Yeah. So when I first started out, I was just doing one-on-one coaching. And although I love doing that and I still do it, it became very exhausting because of course my ideal client is a woman who feels stuck, who's confused, who's, you know, dealing with low self-esteem, lack of confidence, not sure what direction to go in. And so those conversations are heavy. And after having heavy conversations like that over and over, but still dealing with common issues, I realized that I needed to create a space where we can come together in a private space, in a safe space, and just keep it real and talk about the real things that we were dealing with. And a lot of my clients are the women who 
look good on the outside, we look good on paper, but we have real issues and we need to be in a space where we can share that. So I created that space, which became Clutter Free Society. And, and now it's an online classroom. I'm a former educator. I was um, a teacher for 13 years, elementary school. And so my gift is in teaching. And so I wanted to really stay with, you know, in my lane. And so I created an online classroom instead of for children, for women, where they can come and partake in, you know, empowerment sessions and master classes and connect with a group of women. I always say, you know, it's not enough to have like-minded women. You need like-spirited women. Oh, and so yeah, the Clutter Free Society, that's the atmosphere we created so women can come and, you know, let their hair down and let that wall down to get that help and the healing that they need. Yes. Yeah, because I feel like a lot of times we had an issue where we need that safe space where we can have somebody that we can kind of vent to. Because right. I know now, the way things are now, we got to have that girl, you know, that girlfriend we can talk to, you know, mm -hmm. and somebody I can just lean on and say, look, I just can't, it, it's getting harder. Yes. Because when you, the one thing I got from what you said is that because you continually pour out of yourself, because you're always listening to everybody's issues and everything they got going on because I don't see them as problems I don't see them like that because you know we always say to ourselves I got this problem that it ain't a problem it's just something that we got to work through right you know it's the situation we got to work through mm -hmm. and I feel like when we continually pour as coaches and entrepreneurs we get exhausted yeah and so you created clutter free as a place where we can declutter and just like I gotta let loose I gotta just let this stuff go and you teach me the necessary skills to be able to declutter my life. And what does that look like when I come to you? What is that? What am I actually looking for when I come to you? Right. And so that's what is so important to me is being able to self-coach. So I specialize in clarity coaching. I'm a life coach. But I specialize in clarity coaching. Mm -hmm. And what I realized is that at 3 a.m. in the morning, on Sunday afternoon, when you don't have access to your life coach or your therapist or your pastor or your sister circle, you need to be able to work through your issues. Like we have already become so codependent. And a lot of us deal with codependency issues and attachment issues. And so as a coach in the beginning, I realized that I was kind of cultivating that. I was being too accessible. I was enabling my clients. You know, I was new. So I was just trying to help everybody. And then I said, you know what? We got to create a healthier way, excuse me, to be able to do this. And so in clutter-free society, and even in my one-on-one -on -one coaching, I'm teaching women how to coach themselves. Like, how do we get through these issues? How do we work through our own challenges? Right. Because at the end of the day, I believe that I am the solution. And I teach them that you are the solution. Right. Yes, there are people that can support you, but you will always be the solution. And those answers, 99.9% .9 of the time, already reside on the inside of you. So while you're waiting and hoping on somebody else to come in and, and kind of save you or fix it, you right. know, you're sitting on what it is that you need. And right. so helping women when they come, like for example, in Clutter Free Society, it's like Netflix, the self-help of Netflix. You come in and I teach from seven pillars, you know, mentally free, emotionally free, spiritually free, physically free, financially free, relationally free, and habitually free, meaning habits, goals, dreams, and yeah. so when you come in, you can decide what pillar you want to work through, whatever issue or area you may feel like you're struggling with. And right. then you kind of dive in. And then the Masterclass Vault has different masterclasses where we deal with self-love, where we deal with identity, where we deal with finances, where we deal with goals and dreams, where we deal with, you know, um, 
I was just talking to a client today and recommended her to go and listen to one that's talking about overcoming your default. We all yeah. have defaults. And when we're in seasons like this, we default back to certain behaviors, certain thinking patterns, certain habits, certain attitudes, certain people. And then we find ourselves off track in, in situations that, you know, we regret. So they're able to just kind of plug in and it's self-paced. You go at your own pace, you do your own thing. And because I believe everybody's journey is different and it's not cookie cutter. So what I need may be different than what someone else needs and what they need. And I believe that the most success that we experience is when we can kind of go through things on our own time with ease and flow. And so my mantra is less force, more flow. And so I'm just looking to create atmospheres like that through coaching and the membership for women to be able to come and do that. Because y'all already know it's a lot going on out here, a yeah. lot going on and a lot being thrown at us. And a lot of women are feeling inadequate and feeling really insecure because of all this stuff that's being thrown at us about mm -hmm. what we should do, how we should be, where we, how we should be spending 2020. And it's just a lot of toxic positivity and stuff like that. So I just created a space where we don't do that <laughs> because it's enough of that going on out here. And when they're tired of going through it out here, they can tap in in Clutter Free Society. I, I have a question. Have you encountered the woman that states that, that you, you know, you're sitting there, you're having this discovery with them, you're chatting about it. And do you find that they come to you for one thing and you're discovering just through the conversation that they actually need to be tapped into maybe four or five of those? Because uh -huh. I probably would be one to come for one thing. You'd be like, girl, you need this, this, this. So what does that conversation look like? Or do you actually delve into that and say, well, I also think you maybe need blank, blank, blank. How does that go? Absolutely. So yeah, that's true because it's all interdependent, right? A lot of times, you know, our mental challenges come from financial stress, right? And the financial challenges come from goals that we're not meeting. And the goals we're not meeting is come from the relationship issues that we're having. And the relationship issues right. we have come from childhood trauma. So like right. it's all intertwined. Right. So there's a starting point, but then when you start to go in and dig in, you start realizing, okay, these things are linked to other things. And the other part about it is a lot of us like to start on what feels good and what's easy. Yes. Right? But then you start looking at, okay, I need to deal with the stuff I've been avoiding for a long time. I'm always working on my health. I'm always, you know, going to the gym, eating healthy. I got that part. I like that part. Right. Yes. But let's deal with some of the other issues that maybe you, you want to avoid and don't want to tap into. And so, yeah, women come in for one thing, and discover that it's a whole different issue. Matter of fact, I was talking to a client today and we got on the phone because she's dealing with a developer, a website developer that's just really pissing her off, right? He's, right. he's been paid him back in August. He's not doing the stuff on time, making a lot of excuses and all these things. And so we got on the phone and she's like, just telling me all this stuff about him. Well, mm -hmm. because I know my client so well, I said, I said, don't it, don't it just suck when they hold the mirror up to your face? And she was like, what? I said, well, you just, I said, you're just looking at yourself. She's the same way. She's a perfectionist. Right. She takes a long time to get things done. She goes the longer route. And, and so I was helping her to see herself in him. Right. And I said, by no means am I saying, don't be upset. You have every right to be frustrated. But I also want you to understand who you're dealing with. You're dealing with a person who's just like you. Yeah. And so all the things that go through your head that slow you down because you right. want it to be just so, that's what he's doing. And that's why he can't deliver the product. And that's also why you haven't delivered your product to your ideal client. And she was like, oh my. And so we just had a great conversation at the end. She said, 
He said, I did not even think this was going to turn into this. I just wanted to be mad at him. <laughs> <laughs> but that's true because look at it. Sometimes we don't ever want to see ourselves in the mirror. Yeah. We want to blame, see, we want to blame other people. Yeah. Why I can't do what I need to do. I'm, I'm blaming this person, that person. And this is why I can't get my business where I need it to be because I want to do the blame game and make all these excuses of why right. it hadn't got done. Even when you try to, you know, as a coach, you even trying to encourage and motivate and push. And you like, you still ain't got it yet. You yes. still don't see it yet. But then you have to use someone she's utilizing Mm -hmm. for her business and you had to bring that to the forefront do you see yourself now because evidently it's not working on my end I mean I can't tell you but I gotta let you see it from another side yeah and I think that's the hardest thing for us to do is I gotta give you so many examples of why you're not doing it mm -hmm. but let me ask you a question yeah, it's, so, it's so good when you realize it because it was such a breakthrough for her not only number one did her her level of frustration come down but her level of compassion for him increased. Yes. And it also made her aware of how her, her clients and customers feel. I said, because there's people waiting on you. They want, they need what you have. Don't just want it. They need what you have and they're waiting on you, but you're trying to perfect it. So right. just the same way you feel about him, they feel about you. And so we got to break that cycle. And so it was a good conversation. Sometimes you got to have those tough conversations because nobody likes anybody calling them to the carpet, right? You know, we, we like you said, Amar. You when you I'm mad at you. Like it's not about me, but it it almost always is about us. It is. Yeah. Oh yeah. It is. I mean, I hate Absolutely. to say it. Them, them hard, hard, hard. Like who wants to tell themselves the truth? Conversations, right? Like, <laughs> it's freeing though. Like it's extremely freeing once you done told yourself the truth. You done cried for a week about it. It's right. <laughs> That's what happened to me. <laughs> but it is extremely freeing. And I always like when I'm talking to my husband, and I be getting mad, right? I be saying. If you just be honest with yourself, God can help you, <laughs> right? <laughs> but I really believe that. I believe that when we are honest with ourselves, it allows God to help us. It allows others to help us. It's, it's, a, it's a, uh, a snowball effect, right? Right. Yeah. A lot of times it ain't, it's not even the enemy. It's because he really can't do nothing that we don't allow him to do. It really is just us not, you know, I'm going to say monitoring us. Every strength we have has a downside and right. every downside that we have, every weakness we have has an upside to it. And so that perfectionist, mm -hmm. that spirit of perfectionism, you know, it obviously has a downside because it slows you down. It creates procrastination, exactly. things like that. But, and it could cause you to really be hard on yourself. But on the upside, those are the people we hire to do jobs because we know they're going to get it right. Right. So it's like, like you say, just looking at yourself and understanding that, you know, you got to deal with you. And a lot of times we will be like, God, fix it. God, like, listen, that I ain't got nothing to do with that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I got nothing to do with that. Because you pull yourself up. Because it's like saying, when you going to do it? Right. You know, it's like, okay, well, I'm going to wait a little while longer. I'm, I'm, give me another month. Give me another two months. You know, and it's like, you got all this to give within you. Like you said, people are of need of it. Right. And you sitting on it. It's like, how much longer are you going to sit and wait? Right, right. I feel like you to be purposely digging. Huh? Put your shovel down. <laughs> look, I'm just like, look, I just say, you know, God, I'm just going to do it. You know, I'm getting tired of just dragging my feet. And I mean, you can have multiple people tell you stuff and what to do and how to do it, how to be better. 
But like you said, you already possess the skills within you. You know, we, like you said earlier, you sitting up here just, you know, you had to set those boundaries because yeah. you were just giving yourself freely because you were like, you're of need of me. You're of need of me. Yeah. But then you realize yeah. I'm, trying to you. I'm trying to equip you. I'm trying to equip you. Yes. Well, and I, I knew that you them too. in place when I first started. So just as much as they needed me, I needed them to validate that I was capable of being a coach. Wow. Because I was still real broken. Right. Be clear. They were at step one. I was at like step three, 2.5 right. maybe. <laughs> so <laughs> I needed them just as much as they needed me. And until I was able to break my own codependency with my client, right. I wasn't able to, you know, really detach myself in a healthy way and be able to serve in a healthy way. Right. Wow. Wow. I made reference to that on my page today because I've been dealing with that and just speaking in terms of how we as women, um, you know, we, we get into relationships, whether it be our personal relationships, our business relationships. And I find that we are so depleted as women or just in general, because we find ourselves always available, always there to rescue. And then we find that people are always making withdrawals, but you either we're not allowing them the opportunity to make deposits or they just not making deposits. Right. And, and sometimes that's hard to try to figure out, you know, am I not allowing them to make deposits? Because the problem is when we rescue mode, I find we, we go into gear, we put the cape on and we got to rescue this one, that one. And then at the end of the day, we're depleted. And that's what I find. I feel like I give a lot and I don't feel like I get that back. And so now it's caused me to draw back a little because I'm tired. I'm tired mentally because I feel like I give so much. Every corner of my day is designated to something and somebody. Every mm. corner of my day, there's not a portion in there that's mine. Not wow. one. And so if anybody need to declutter, I need to declutter. I'm giving to, <laughs> even the dog wants my time and attention. You know, he gets mad. He wants to crawl on my lap like, you ain't played with me today. The daughter got to go do this. She got to do that. I got work I got to do that. I got stuff for the business. So, and, and then wait, God wants his time. I, I got to fit the Lord in. So it, it's that kind of, so I, I totally feel you. I, I'm just like, okay, I need everything you say tonight. Everything. Yes. Because my life is that cluttered. Yes. And I think it's just a level of figuring out, like you said earlier, where to start. Yeah, you know what? what That's you know, what I was getting ready to say. It's like saying, "Girl, you can have seven pillars, but girl, I I may need all seven. But the <laughs> question is, <laughs> you know, I need a whole seven. Hey, you got an eighth or a ninth one? I may But I'm saying that it's like me trying to figure out. It's like you said, coming in. I may feel I need to start at one or two, maybe. Yeah. But then you may say, nah, Miriam, you need to come down to here. <laughs> right. But see, listen, where you're at and what you're saying is struggling, what you're struggling with right now and challenged with, that's the seventh pillar. So it's not a start at pillar number one. You can jump right into the seventh pillar because what I would say to somebody who would tell me exactly what you just said, I would say two things. Number one is that you have to, have to, have to make time for yourself. And yeah. so I encourage every woman to have at least one hour a day. We call it a power hour to power up, to <laughs> unplug from everybody else and to plug back in. At the end of the day, if you don't plug in, you cannot recharge. You cannot right. 
charge at all if you don't get plugged in. And if we spend too much time plugging, just like a laptop or a phone, it may last a day or two, but eventually that thing is going to die. And that's yeah. what happens to us when we don't plug in. And so every day we got to have at least some time. It's for some people, we also teach something called minimum mastery in there. So for some people, it may not be an hour. You might have to work your way to that, but it could be 15 minutes a day. I remember when I was a teacher and I was running my business, my children were smaller. You know, I told them, listen, when we come home, because I was a teacher, I'm dealing with kids all day. I'm coming home to four kids. When I come home, I want to lay down. I want to close my door and I want to lay down because I'm not going to be the best for y'all and y'all going to get in trouble for no reason if you don't give me a minute. So I told them first 15 minutes when we get home, nobody don't talk to nobody. Everybody's tired. Everybody's irritated. Give, a, give it time. And it was 15 minutes and it increased to 30 minutes. And literally I told them, unless somebody's hurt, don't knock on my door. I need to decompress. Yeah, I right. need this time for myself. And back then it was just throwing myself on the bed and just catching my breath. Now I could, you know, put different practices in those moments. But I mm-hmm. highly recommend whenever somebody's just like book wall to wall with time is to take some time. Cause we do have the time, which leads me to number two. I would say, what are you getting out of that? Because a lot of times we overcommit and it's something that it's feeding on the inside of us, whether it's validation that I'm a good wife or I'm a good mom, or it's feeding my need to be needed. It's feeding my codependency because I don't really like my quiet time because then I think too much and then I got to, then God downloads stuff I don't want to hear and I see stuff in myself I don't want to see. So we stay busy to avoid our quiet time. So I would say the first thing is to get that power hour in place or work your way up to it. Number two, to ask yourself, why am I really booked and busy wall to wall all day, every day? You know, is there areas where I could say, not today, not right now. You don't really need that. We don't really need to right. do that. You know what I'm saying? But when you have a big heart, because that's what happens. When you have a big heart, it's so hard. It's so hard to set boundaries. Yeah. I think I think that's the hardest problem with all of us. You know, yeah. well, now let me let me go back. The ones of us who want to who have the servant need, I serve. And yeah. that's who I am. I, I'm a servant first. And I'm always wanting to serve. You know, we always find that even if it's your family members, you've always been a servant in some capacity in your life. And that spilled over into your business and you don't set those boundaries. Right. And it's like, I burn the candle at both ends because I feel like, you know, I got so much to do. I got to get it done. And that's why we don't ever build our teams because we're so, we control everything. I got to do every single thing in my business. And that's when you got to learn how to delegate. Right. And you got to relinquish that power Otherwise, it's going to take one day you're going to crash. And like you said, it's going to power you all the way down where then you got clients floating everywhere. Right. And you can't even help them. And you like, I got to now help myself out of a hole that I shouldn't even put myself in. Right. And I like the fact you said, if I can't find 30 minutes, at right. least find 15. And I'm, I'm even trying to do that myself now is to go in my room, tell my kids, give me 15. Mm-hmm. give me 15 minutes I mean just give me that and that's just my meditation time that's my time if it's me and God just having a chit chat God I just need this time with you that's just my time to decompress because I feel myself sometimes you know built that mm-hmm. bubbling of like I can't do it no more that's a real emotion right there It is. And this is the other part about it that I want to say two things. Number one is that we have 
you know, kind of created this monster where people are so dependent on us, right. where they're constantly pulling at us. And so now they're so codependent, but it's our enabling that has done that. And so I remember with my kids, you know, years ago, probably I would say about five years ago, I was like, okay, I need to create independent children. As I look at my life, as I look at myself as an introvert, as I look at myself as a person who loves quiet and peace, as I look at myself as a person who likes space. Right. Um, I had to raise independent children. Like I just don't, God didn't mold me into somebody with the capacity for neediness, not for my children, not for my man, not for my friends. And so about five years ago, I looked at how can I undo what I've done right. and retrain my yeah. household. Yeah. And now when I look at all my kids, they're very independent. They want their own space. They're very respectful of each other's space and time, even though they're kids they're not, you know, they realize that they need, and I have twins, so they even realize that sometimes they need to go, one go in the office, one go in the room and have their own, but it took some of that unlearning for all of us because it was just too much, and it was a big part that I played because I was simply so available, and I wanted to make sure everybody was good and everybody was okay. The other part about it is, and I know a lot of people don't like when I say this, but it's my belief, and um, if serving doesn't serve me, I can't do it. Thank you. It's that's a heck of a boundary, right? I can't do it. Hey, that's a heck of a boundary. That's a heck of a one. You said it right there. My God, we can cancel. We can type that. Your chat is over. <laughs> <laughs> we thank you for coming. It was good seeing you today. <laughs> we can pass the plate. We can give that. That was good. She did. She said, "Pass the collection plate." We done. <laughs> That's it. If, if, if serving doesn't serve me, I'm not doing it because at the end of the day, that is why as when, and see the expectation, we're not even going to get all into that. We don't even got to go there, but the, the conditioning, the right. programming, the expectation of women period, especially black women is that we give, 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 and we serve, serve, serve. And then we throw <sighs> price on top of it. And then we have to do it and we got to right. serve and we got to give and we got to serve and we got to give. But then people don't teach us or nobody has taught us really how to make sure that we're serving ourselves. We're doing all this stuff that doesn't even serve us. Meaning right. there is no reciprocity. Good there God. is no growth coming out of it. There is okay. no benefit to me. Nice. You know, it's just me pouring and giving and pouring and giving. So everybody else is healing and growing and evolving and getting better and wiser and stronger and smarter and healthier. And here I am getting weaker and more fragile. Right. More yep. confused, more frustrated, more depleted. Right. And I just, I, I had to, you know, I had to put a stop to that. I mean, you know, the funny thing is, though, I find like sometimes when you're having people, do you ever have conversations with people and you walk away and you just, you're drained? You didn't uh -huh. even say anything. And, and they're just going, going, going. And by the time you walk away, your whole spirit has shifted. Yes. You were mm -hmm. in a good oh, mood. And the second you have that conversation... I get all the one because I feel like, because you know, I, I feel like spirits transfer like that. I, I can be in a conversation with you, come to the conversation and be all happy. And the second you walk away, I'm just like, what just happened? Yeah. It's like everything that was in me that was ready and pumped up to go, you come and you dump and they free, mm -hmm. you holding it. And I'm like, I can't do that no more. I'm, I'm just like, now I'm really saying 2021 has to be the year that I no longer allow people to transfer that to me. Mm -hmm. That whatever it is, it's not that I, because I feel like as a Christian woman, 
you know, you hear the scripture, we're to bear one another's burdens. You know, I took that to be true. So I'm like, okay, God, you know, am I wrong? Because I don't want to hear that. or I don't want to deal with that. I don't want to be involved in that. And I start feeling bad as a woman in Christ because I'm like, God, you know, but then I can't do it. I literally can't do it because I'm drained. Right. And you well, have- I absolutely don't even believe that God desires for us to go that route. It becomes a, it becomes a us thing. It's a decision right. we made. And y'all know, I always say, I can tell you what I live. And I had that conversation where um, I've always, and sometimes still am the person that my family members come to. And I say my family members, like my cousins, all of them, they right. talk to me right? and you love them. So when they feel in some kind of way, mm-hmm. then you are like, when, when they feel some kind of way, then you're like, we could just take them out if that's what you want to do. <laughs> right. <laughs> But I started noticing how I would take on their aggression. I would take on their pain. Yeah. I would take on their yep. pain. I would, and it's like you said, they lead the conversation. You don't help them get built up, and you are angry person by the time it's done, or you a yes. sad person by the time. But it's because we don't have the boundaries in place to say to say, okay, listen, I suggest you pray about that. I gotta go. <laughs> Take, take strength, Shauna. That take a lot of strength because yes. for me being a good hearted person, I'm going to tell y'all something. You could call me. I'm not lying. You could call me at 2 a.m. in the morning, 3 a.m. in the morning, and I would answer my phone. <laughs> I'm going to be real. I mean, let's be transparent about it. Let's be real, okay? Yes. Shauna, I like I've done call it before. You, you see yeah. that name pop up on the screen. Yeah. I'm all of a sudden, my heart's like, is she all right? right. Is everything okay? Maybe she need, she's of need of me. So I'm going to hit the, you know, accept button. Hey, what's nah, going on? There don't be nothing right? either. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> you, go, you got to go to work the next day. You're on the phone with this chick for two hours. And you're looking like, did I just yeah. do this? Yeah. And yeah. now I just opened up a whole new can of arms because now she's thinking, I can call a mirror any time of the night. And she's going to be Listen. my therapist, my psychologist. She's going to be my all in all. And I'm looking and you like. You don't get none out that conversation. So, but some gossip. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm going to tell you something. Remember <laughs> in August when I, when I was like, I'm shutting down. And I don't want to talk to anybody. I Remember that? You tried to. You tried. <laughs> uh, but I did better than normal. But I was having this conversation with my best friend and this is what she was saying to me. I'm like, you ain't gonna be able to reach me for a while if I don't answer my phone and it's all good, you know what I'm saying? And she was like, well, what if somebody needs to talk to you? And I was like, what do you mean? She was like, well, what if it's one o'clock in the morning and somebody needs to talk to you? And what if them not talking to you causes something bad to happen, right? Oh, and no. I could think to myself was, they ain't got no more friends? I ain't got. I'm the only. No, 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 no. Let somebody just go out because I ain't because I'm asleep or I'm unavailable. That that that's yeah. You a whole if you can call me at night, you a whole adult. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's not me. What if they leave Angel? What if they leave you a voicemail message and say, Angel, I'm in need of you. It's an emergency. (laughs) 
Because if it's somebody I know that their emergencies really aren't emergencies, no. And I'll be honest. So I have where I, I have my VIP clients and I take 25 women that I work with one-on-one all year long right. and they can text me. They have that level of access. So that's why I only take 25 and they do. That's a lot. But I know I know, but I love it. <laughs> I used to do, listen, it was 35, then 30, then it was 25. And so that's my sweet spot. And so they, but see, I know them well. And some of them I will not respond to immediately because I want them to simmer on what the situation is. Because right. I know that they were, you know, the first thing was, let me call Angel. The first thing was, I need to talk to somebody. And, and I say, no, they need to sit on that for a little bit. And I won't respond. I won't answer. Sometimes it's a day. And I'll let that message sit in the text. And then the next morning, I say, hey, how are you? I'm good. I did this. I did that. I feel better. You know, and that, again, is like what I'm saying about the self-coaching and breaking that codependency. I'm not available outside of my three daughters and my son, my mama and my daddy. I'm not available in the wee hours of the night to talk about things. Because at the end of the day, a lot of it, like I said, it's nothing new. People are just in a loop and they're going through the same challenges, the same problems, the same, you know, so you're giving them the same solutions that they need to be applying across multiple situations. So I have learned not to be so available and also not to have this, you know, um, like God complex. Like yeah. if they don't, like she said, what are you going to do if they can't reach you? They're going to reach somebody else. You like, also they not only put me in their life, like they have to understand where else they can go to get support. And if you choose right. to just go downhill because you wanted me and me only, that was a poor choice. Yeah. That was your fault. Yes. <laughs> I told you I was going to bed. Right. And it's so important that we are okay with not being available. I, I'll be honest, I used to struggle with this. I had a friend, we were in business, so I used to have a tutoring company. And she would turn her phone off. She's like, on Sundays, my phone is off. I am not available. So me being a teacher and running my business on the side, you know, on the weekends was when I was tending to do a lot of work and I needed to talk to her and stuff like that. And she, on Sunday, she wasn't, and I just, it got under my skin. It irritated me. I'm like, she ain't really serious. She don't really want to do this as much as I want to do it. But I didn't know what boundaries were back then. I had none in my life. Mm -hmm. And so her having that boundary taught that is because at the end of the day, there, there really is nobody who's that important or a priority that I'll be missing their call because when I'm asleep, they sleep. Right. My kids, right? You know, your husband's home, your kid's home. That's really the only, you know, people that you need to be jumping for when it comes to emergencies. And we as women have to really, you know, stand firm on those boundaries and the fact that, you know, I can't be like, like she said, the end all be all for every single person. You know, sometimes right. you need to go talk to the person you mad with and not come talk to me. Sometimes yeah. you need to go pray about what happened and listen to what God wants you to do next. You right. know, sometimes you need to just go be quiet and sit and simmer down and, and let that situation, you know, just allow yourself to go through it. Right. I don't know. That's my goal for 2021. I, you know, I've, I came, I have a, I had a friendship that I had with a, a, a girl in college and I mean, my mother always says your best friend has a best friend mm -hmm. so be weary and I, and I said oh I said wow. you know I like your mama saying girl, my that's, mama, that's, that's real good right there you're coming with your real hook 
Yeah, wow. she said, your best friend got a best friend. And, mm -hmm. and I realized for 30 years, y'all, I was there, I was available. If she needed something, she had a crisis. If something went down, I was always available. When I tell you it was you driving in the middle of the night coming from somewhere you don't have no business to head it back home. I said, girl, I'm gonna stay with you on the phone. I got you. Then I noticed in recent years, I didn't realize that I was committed to the friendship, but she wasn't. Took me, it was hard because I said, and let me tell you what happened. I realized that my birthday is June 6th. I tell anybody that. And I remember her telling me about her soon-to-be husband at that time. And she said, oh, well, his birthday is this, this, and this, this, and this, this, and this. And I said, I'm waiting, right? And I said, oh, when's his birthday? Same birthday as mine. Guess what? Do you know in the midst of that conversation, she never realized that he and I had the same birthday? See, it's, it's small things like that when you realize that I, I'm like for 30 years, we've been friends. I've thrown you a party the whole nine yards, but not one time. Did. She said, oh, girl, charge it to my head, not my heart. For 30 years, she's been using that same term. Until finally, one day, I said, enough. Because I realized that me being available, that she was available, but it wasn't to me. She had all sorts of other things going on, but I was not a party. But see, I made her one. And in my mind, she should be one too. So when you say I'm not serving in anything that doesn't serve me, that's going to be me in 2021 because I no longer want to give to somebody who's not giving to me. If you're not making adjustments for me, I'm not making adjustments for you. Because Leslie, that's going to be you tomorrow. What you talking about? Tonight. As soon as we get off, this is done and done. But that's the truth. I understand that. Yeah. And it's really no love loss, but it. I'm going to tell you what really happens in those situations, Leslie. The truth of the matter is, was you had no boundaries and she had boundaries. Yes. That's, that's really true. what that was. Yes. I'm telling you, I have lived that life. My dad asks me about one of my, a friend of mine I grew up with. He asks me about her all the time. Right. And here lately, if he asks about her, he'd be like, you talk to her? I'd be like, because every time I have, a, every time I talk to her is because I've called. Yes. He ain't called me. He ain't checked up on my child. None of that. B, real talk. I pray all as well. I love you. You know it. Now, if you call me and something wrong, I'm going to come because you're my people. Right. But the, those those extra efforts to, and I'm for real, no love is lost. But those yeah, extra no. efforts to go out my way to pick up my phone and dial a phone number, that's nap time nowadays for me. So, like, I'm telling you, I'm Angel, I'm so, I have, I have been recently where you, what you teach and all that, and yeah. I had to learn that with the relationships that I had. Like I, 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 I experienced loss and loss caused me to become very, very protective, yeah. loyal, you know, almost choking with relationships. Yeah. I valued them a lot differently, but my value of these relationships caused me to have no boundaries whatsoever. And yeah. I'm talking about 20 plus years or so with no boundaries. And then you wake up one morning and realize somebody gave you a hard boundary and you're like, wait a minute, I don't got none of these. Right. I don't yeah. have boundaries. We need, to normalize, we need to normalize boundaries. But I think also just in what we're talking about tonight, because I've had some of those friendships that have kind of, you know, dissipated. I think we need to normalize just growing apart. Yes. Let's yes. normalize growing apart. Like we, yeah, we do. Not, you know, like you say, it's no love laws. I don't hate you. I'm 
still here for you if you need me. But we got to normalize growing apart so that we don't get so upset about it. Yeah, you know, be a we, post. Yeah, and as we grow, we're growing, we're evolving as women. And so our likes change, you know, our passions, our interests change, our conversations change, right. you know, our expectations change. And with that, we've got to normalize that our friendships will change and yeah. people aren't going to be as accessible the as they used to be. People aren't going to be as interested because the commonalities have shifted and we don't have the same conversations anymore. And it's okay. And it's so hard when you have 10, 15, 20, 30 year friendships that you're starting to see just are not the same and y'all are growing apart. It's very challenging, but I love how your mom said your best friend have a best friend. That's mm -hmm. why your best friend need a best friend because right. you may not be the best friend anymore. Who used to be my best friend right. back in the day is not my best friend now. My best friends have evolved and changed and right. it's not the same person. Some of my best friends now are my Facebook friends. Yeah. And that's okay. Yeah. And that's how it's gotta be. It's, people, Go ahead, people are only in your life for a season, y'all. Yeah. People in your life for that's, a season. That's not always true. Cause there are but people I'm in not, our lives that are designed to be there in our lives forever. Mm -hmm. There are. Yeah. But seasonal people happen. Some people show up for a day and they go. But and but yeah. we have to be able to step outside of, I mean, and I know like speaking for myself, because I'm an extreme people to you're an extrovert. What you don't know me. Right. If you ain't now experienced me, you gotta anyway. <laughs> I'm an extrovert. <laughs> so I can take on I my energy, I get energy from the outside world. So yeah. I can take on tons and tons and right. tons of all kinds of extraness because I'm an extrovert. Right. But we ain't no different than other people either, right? We have to unload that stuff. It's got to go somewhere. Right. right. So I like agree. when we talk about the people in our lives and when you begin to set boundaries the correct way in, in these relationships, mm -hmm. then you understand where people go. And once you understand where people go, life is smooth sailing at that point. Because then you know that if Susie may call you, y'all, I don't know why I always get those kind of names when I want to make up a name. I don't ever say like bone shoes. Right? It's Susie May. If Janie calls, but if Janie calls, you know that, okay, I'm going to answer the phone because Janie is like Peter, James, and John. She in the fold. Right. Right. But... If Amira and Leslie decide they want to text all night in the group chat, she's gonna call us out. <laughs> I've learned to I've learned to be up enough to start responding. <laughs> I'd be like, here they go. Third time she done threw us out there. <laughs> listen, listen, I'm okay with at first I wasn't okay with the group chat, but I get a nap in the middle of the day now, so I can kind of see the group chat when it's happening. But we when you begin to place people, like I start saying, okay, well, maybe they're saying something that's important that I need to see and know. So let me at least try to see what they're talking about. If it's nonsense, then I can get back to it in the morning. You know what I'm saying? But if it's important, I might need to read that now. Now we right? know. Understand where people go. When you start placing people in their correct spots, yeah. I was listening to Dr. Darius Daniels one time, and he was talking about how we don't really think about how like Judas was needed in Jesus's whole trip to the cross, right? Yes, he was. Um, Peter, he was needed. James and John, like they were all needed. They all had a place. Yeah. And God, and Jesus didn't love any of them any less, but he understood the relationship with them. Right. Right. He understood that Judas going to snitch. 
<laughs> right? And that's what he's supposed to do, right? Mm-hmm. Peter gonna lie. He gonna he gonna he gonna betray me big time. But right. we have to understand that with people, we have to understand. Y'all, let, let me explain something to you. In in the comings and goings of people, right? I have literally known Amira all my life. Have I not? Yeah, you know me all my yeah, yeah, all my entire life. Uh huh. Literally. Literally. Because we let her in the family. We're not going to go there tonight. <laughs> <laughs> but at this stage in our life, we're we're very close at this stage in our lives where we wasn't growing up. No. And, and we've known, like literally y'all, like my aunt married her uncle and she my frozen. Frozen. <laughs> but it, it just goes to show that people... People, they do travel through at certain points. And then at this point, I understand the importance of her in my life. So we put her in the importance box, right? Or whatever box you have designed. But we have to understand that these are the boxes we design. These are, you design your network, That's whether right. it's your personal network, whether it's a business network, whether it is um, family. And I separate, I'm going to separate family for like friends because that can look different because sometimes these people that are in your family, you don't like them like that. Just tell the truth. But you have to learn how you have to design that. You have to say, yeah. this is what I just needs to look like. This is who can call me at one o'clock in the morning if it's death defying, right? And at that point, then you are like, oh, life is smooth sailing again because now you are the one in control of how these things go. Right. When you get that control, B, you a bad mama. Shut your Shut mouth. Your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you understand though. I mean, to me, it's like this: you set your boundaries, you got everything set up for your clients. But my thing is, don't you have those clients that are like crazy? Where they like, look, I didn't invest it in you. You supposed to be everything that I thought you were gonna be. Right. And I'm gonna be that. You, know, you got those people that say like, I'm paying for a service. So why is it that I cannot have that time with you? and why you cannot be available. How do you handle clients that feel like that they are, you supposed well, to be available? Yeah, how you well, I think, handle Wait, I think Angel, stop the, let me show you what I want to hear No, I want to hear Do us a good clip. Let me shift my hair and get into story time. Come on, sis. Yes. Shift the hair and gay show all in one move. Once upon a time, so seriously, there was a client who, again, we started our coach client relationship when I was still very codependent and did not realize that I had codependency issues. So I was so available and so accessible and Mm -hmm. so invested in her transformation and inserting myself in areas where I really should have just allowed her to handle her situations that had nothing to do with me or our coaching relationship. Right. So it got to a place where, you know, we, um, we're able to bring down a little bit of the coach client and insert a little friendship in there. Mm-hmm. So, but I'm very particular about my friends. And so what happened was I was noticing less coaching and more chit chat. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so I had to one time say, okay, I'm, and I'm just, I said, this, and I just need to, you know, 
from coach to client, I need to say this. And so that bothered her because mm. I was setting a boundary, just reinstating yes. what our relationship was. Right. And I said, I noticed that you've fallen off. And so you're calling me from like a girlfriend perspective and sharing all of these challenges you're having, but I'm your coach. And as your coach, it does not feel okay for me to listen to this and just, you know, not coach you and guide you through the challenges you're facing, but you right. don't receive it anymore right. because you've gotten very comfortable with yeah. this other relationship we have. And so I think that it needs to get back to coach client relationship. And initially she just, she was like, no, I get what you're saying. And she was like, but we're friends and it's okay. And so when I'm hearing her say the word friends, I realized it was like a light bulb went off in my mind. Like, wait a minute, I've crossed the line. Right. And she thinks she's my friend mm -hmm. and she's not my friend. She's my client that I love a lot. She's my yeah. client that I care about. She's my client that I'll do anything for, but she's not my friend. Right. And so when I said, we're not friends, mm -hmm. you are my client. That pissed her off. That led into a whole situation where mm -hmm. she mm -hmm. was talking about me behind my back to somebody that I had hired to do some work. Oh. Um, she had, you know, literally called me a light skinned bee to this person and said, I can't stand her. All this stuff is being said behind my back, but she doesn't know this person is telling me the stuff. And I'm so hurt. I'm right. so hurt. Cause I'm like, Oh my God, I have went above and beyond for this person. I cannot believe she's right. saying these things about me. Right. And so she, you know, was doing all this stuff behind my back and, and I'm not one don't, I don't like when people come to me and say, Hey, I'm gonna tell you something, but don't say nothing. No, I'm gonna say something. I'm gonna say oh, something. Type person. So it was very hard for me not to say something. Long story short, it was one of those things where, you know, the relationship kind of fell apart, didn't work with her anymore and things of that nature. And she was convicted. She came to my event that I had, my very first live event. Mm -hmm. And when it was, see, see, and one thing about me is I'm still going to be who I am. I don't hate, I'm not petty, I'm not childish. So you come, right. I'm still going to love on you. I'm still going to celebrate you because right. I'm also a coach and recognize what's happening. Right. That right. breakdown had nothing to do with me. That was something personal within yourself. You weren't really willing to deal with. Right. Cause when you start talking about light skin versus dark skin, when you start talking about stuff like that, those are inner issues that you're not working with. Right. You know? right. And so at the event, when it was time for them to get up, a couple clients get up and share their testimony about being in clutter free society and their transformation, she got up. And she apologized in front of everybody. She wow. said, I have to get up here and publicly apologize because I have turned my back on Angel. And she has been nothing but a good coach to me. She has helped me. She's transformed my life. She's been so good to me. Wow. And I went behind her back and I betrayed her. And she said, I realized that I had an issue with light-skinned women. I realized that I didn't. She said, she said, I didn't like when you said I was not your friend. She said, because I wanted to be your friend. Right. But what I realized was that you were placed in my life to be my coach. Yeah. And that had I been on my track and doing, because see, this is the thing. I have a couple clients, maybe three, that we are friends now. Right. And they're no longer clients. We're friends, bona fide That's friends. Good. She wanted that. But they kind of earned that because they did their work. And then I like I liked them from the start. But right. when they did their work and they went through their process and they no longer needed me as a coach, I'm like, and by the way, we friends, okay? And so right. we've been cool. But she wanted that. And because it did not happen in her timing, you know, she got very upset. And so that was such a, a, a lesson learned for me 
it was right. very powerful that she got up there and she said all those things and everybody was just like and it's so funny we got a picture that the photographer took mm -hmm. and my face y'all was like I had the ugliest <laughs> face in the moment he captured because I was receiving it but I wasn't because I'm like I was just still hurt you know right. Right. And so those boundaries have to be set because right. people will you know cross them and if we don't set those boundaries with friends with family with clients these are the types of situations and people get hurt I got hurt and she got hurt and I right. did apologize and say whatever I did to mislead you it felt like I was talking to my man like whatever I did to mislead yeah. you I apologize but I did own my part that I played in that and and as women with friendships and and relationships we have to be willing to own our part that we play yeah. she ain't crazy she didn't come to that conclusion on her own right. and she was upset rightfully so but how she went about it really did create coach hurt. So right. I was dealing with church hurt, coach hurt, you know, all those things. But we have to take ownership and, and recognize the part that we're playing in these types of relationships that are changing and not working out. Right. I'm going right. to tell you something, too. It sounds like she did the work because she was able to come to a point where she realized her part, too. So yeah. at some point, she had to start implementing what she had learned from you mm -hmm. after she got over uh, you not being her friend <laughs> she had to start she had to start implementing that because she was able to release it right and we've been girl, okay. your job child we've been okay ever since you know it's not the same but we've been okay ever since matter of fact i'm on clubhouse and i got a club i don't know if y'all familiar with clubhouse but i got an invite and, and it said, you know, so-and-so is, you know, on the wait list. Do you want to let them in? And I let her in. I'm like, you know, so it is no love lost. Like you said earlier, it's no love lost. But you do set that boundary. Will I extend myself in that way ever again? Right. No. no, definitely not. And it sounds like to me, I mean, and I don't know her, but there was some deeper issues going on there, especially the light skin, dark skin thing. I mean, that's a whole nother girlfriend chit chat. Yeah. Oh, it no. is. You know what I mean? That really <laughs> is. You know, I, you don't know how many times I hear people, you know, women actually have those comments yeah. about, yeah, you know, she dark skin or she light skin. I'm like, what? You know, and so that's a real issue. So that's a declutter all by itself. It's been two to exactly. three years before it ever came out that that was an issue. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. It's amazing. So I, I, hey, that's hey, ladies, everybody, that's another girlfriend chit chat. <laughs> that's a whole other show. And this is what you specialize in. Yes, hit a mirror in her DMs. Yeah, <laughs> seriously, because you are a great friend. I'm gonna tell you something. For you, not only to be a great coach, but for you to be a true friend. Yes, because some people could have been real bitter. Oh, she could have got me from my skin real good. Because yeah. if you think about, look, if I was the person I used to be, <laughs> I would have oh, had some no choice yeah. words for you. But you know, I want to thank you. I want to keep it professional, you know. Yeah. And I still, at the end of the day, I want to have still respect for you. Right. You know, I still want to be able to have respect for you. But because you treated me wrong and did me wrong, I wasn't gonna do the same to you. And right. I mean, that was honorable for her to stand up right. and have to, you know, say that because I think more. To be honest with you it was weighing her down more than it was affecting you. Yeah. You yeah. were bothered by it more because she really did value your friendship. Even though she was your coach, she really valued who you were as a person. And I think that's what- I got a whole different perspective. I don't know if I see it that way because I'm you, like, 
I got a whole nother perspective because I think it had more to do with sometimes, you know, when, when women feel inadequate in a certain area in their lives, they attach themselves with me. They want to be like, so, so the apology probably had. More to do with what she needed in terms of feels the way she so that's that social worker in me, y'all. So she was so she you saying <laughs> y'all she can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you now. Yeah. She was yeah, I, I I think there was a certain level of her that where because for her to make the comment in terms of the light skin, dark skin thing, I think there was a level of inadequacy, inadequacy within her. For her to even make that comment says that that was a raw spot for her because what yeah. does that have to do about the coaches? What does that have to do about what was what she was probably dealing with and you know and assisting her in decolor decluttering her life? What did the light skin dark skin thing have to do? So for her to get up and even make that comment says because I'm a firm believer if you say it you meant it right. It, it comes from a raw place. Somewhere in you, you said it, you meant it. You voiced it, you articulated it, you meant it. So somewhere in her, I feel like she, that's a spot in her. So her probably getting close to her probably had more to do with, I, I want to be like that. Or there's something about her I want to be more like. And so for her, that's probably why they attach so well because I'm attaching myself to something I wish I was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe she just went and got therapy and that's how she was able to... Uh... Apologize. Probably not. <laughs> you know what it is? So this is this is really what it is. Clutter-free society, like my people, they so dope. Right. right? And when you come to like clutter-free it. weekend, the atmosphere is so dope. Clutter. It's just so much positive energy. Everybody's yeah. just loving. I mean, literally, you don't even know each other. And everybody's like, hey, hugging and talking. Friendships have come out of this business, partnerships, yeah. collaborations. I mean, so when you're in that atmosphere and you see everybody just in a good space and loving on each other, celebrating each other, cheering each other on, wiping each other's tears in those moments, like how you walk around bitter, you can't. Like you, that it's going to break off. When you come in the clutter-free weekend and you have any negative spirit on you, God's going to break that thing off of you. You have no choice but to let it go. And that's what happened because it was on the final day of the three-day event that she was able to have that breakthrough. But you have to, because you see this room is nothing but love. You see that I'm nothing but love. And if you carry on from that space, then you have to really look at yourself and say, this is really a me issue. This has nothing to do with her. This has nothing to do with the other people. Right. This is my stuff. And so, but I do agree with what you're saying as far as people wanting to be like you. I've had a client um, who has said that to me. She was a part of Clutter Free Society and she said, hey, I'm going to need to cancel my membership and I want to tell you why. So I said, no problem. You know, what's going on? Are you okay? Mm-hmm. And she said, I cannot handle being in your presence. She said, you are so pretty. You're so positive. Yeah, you're I so loving it. and caring. And she was like, I struggle with that. And she said, I'm just being honest with you. I yeah. really struggle being in your presence. I, I knew I need to be there but it's triggering for me. And so I'm going to step away. And she stepped away for like a year and a half. And then she came back and she's been in there like three years ever since. But she was able to recognize that, that the light was too bright. Right. And I'm not here to convince you to stay because I said, you know what? I think that you're making the right choice for you and always do what's best for you. 
but mm-hmm. I would encourage you to talk to somebody about it. Yeah. Whether it be a therapist, another coach, or your counselor, or just even your bestie. Talk to somebody about that because I don't want you to start to isolate yourself when you are around other people who have positive energy or, you know, are ambitious and driven women. You want to be around those types of people. You need to be around them. Right. And so if you isolate yourself from everyone that's in a higher place than you, you know, Mm -hmm. mentally, emotionally, spiritually, then you're going to find yourself alone and we don't want that. And that's what she did. She went a year and a half, got therapy, came back and been rocking and rolling ever since. And so it's, it's, you know, when you're on your clutter-free journey, I always say you got to do what's best for you. But I think as coaches, we can sometimes underestimate or, you know, not really see how powerful we are sometimes. Right. Like she said, she's an extrovert. She's got a lot of energy. She got a lot to give and pour into people. And that can, <laughs> we could be overwhelming. And I didn't realize that until maybe two years ago. Right. Um, that you can be overwhelming for people and yeah. and you think it's in a good way but for some people who have a lot of trauma a lot of yeah. unresolved issues they can only handle so much goodness exactly. and godness you know and it, it they have to take it in bite sizes and yeah. we can say it shouldn't be like that but it is but it, it yeah. is very you know that's what? a very real thing that really kind of goes back to what we were talking about earlier. She was, by her being honest with herself, she was able to get the help she needed, right? Yeah. God can help you when you honest. Yes. Like she really was able to get the help. It could take some, you know, kahunas to come and say, sis, I can't do this. You too much. Yeah. <laughs> like, really? But that's, but that's the space that we have. I create that space because I'm not I a person I that, love that. you know, haughty or on a pedestal or anything. Like, let's just keep it real. That's what we do. All the way G-Code. Yeah, uh, well, that's a good thing. Because I mean, had she not stepped away, sometimes in mm-hmm. situations like that, people like that never fill up yeah. because they're, they're they'll never fill up because the glass will. I mean, the cup will always have a hole, and I don't care how much you pour into it. There's gonna be a place in them that's always gonna feel inadequate, and and until they're ready to get there, there's nothing you can do about that. So, I mean, it was good that she stepped away, got that, and then can come back and say, okay, bam, I'm ready. Let's do this. So, I like this. I want to come to Declutter Society, y'all. We need to come to Declutter. <laughs> Look, hey, that's what we got to do. But, you know, girls, it's always been good chatting it up, as always. Yes. But before you leave, Angel, I want you to let everybody know who's watching and listening, tell them how they can connect with you. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. This was fun. <laughs> Listen, I like I just hung out with my friends and this was a lot of fun. Um, I am on all social platforms at Hot Coaching, H-O-T, Hot Coaching stands for Helping Others Transform. Um, I live on Facebook and I um, have sleepovers on Instagram. And so (laughs) definitely connect with me at Hot Coaching and Helping Others Transform is the website. All right, all right. I am on it, I just went in there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, y'all better make sure y'all connect with Angel. She is phenomenal. I'm telling you, I got my coaching. I got my 30 minute, my 30 minute free session tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I sure did. Thank you. Girl. Look, I got an hour, y'all. I got an hour. <laughs> but I truly appreciate you coming and really giving some nuggets because you dropped some nuggets tonight. I'm so yeah. serious when I say I got some work to do, and I think we all personally. We have not arrived yet and we all got work to do. And so going into this new year, I hope we set our objectives on what we want to do, but definitely connect with her, you all, because the sister is doing some great things. 
Um, and so as always, you all, I thank you all for being a part of Girlfriend's Chit Chat tonight. It's been awesome as always. Please remember you can connect with us as well on Hindsight Radio Station 103.5 on Tuesday uh, at 9 p.m. as well as Thursday at 10 p.m. You can catch us on Pandora as well as iHeartRadio. So we thank you all for being a part of our show again tonight. And we look forward to seeing you next Friday again. You all have a great night. Bye, Angel. Thank you. Thank you, Angel. I enjoyed it. Yes, my God. Have a good one, guys. This was awesome.